0: Hi everybody, and welcome to SCL two hundred and fifty-eight, which I'm recording on the first of July two thousand and fifteen, on the hottest day of the year so far in Gosport, uh, in Hampshire, on the south coast of the UK. Well, I hope everybody's had a fantastic month. Um, I've been working on a on a lot of side projects this month, but the reason kind of why I'm sitting here at ten to four on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm not I'm not at work, and in fact, I've had. Two days off at the weekend, and I've had two days off in a row. Monday, uh, Tuesday, and is it when? No, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Is because of my bloody knee. So we um, we're gonna have Valentino for the weekend, which we did have on the uh, Saturday and Sunday. And I was gonna go and pick him up on Friday night from from the train station, um, where Mum dropped him off. And uh, during the day on Friday, I got sent a couple of uh, packages of stuff to review. Now, every now and again, I get sent sort of gadgets and bits. And they were um, game capture devices um, for recording uh, Xbox 360 or Xbox One or PS4 footage as you're playing. Kind of, um, And they're really good. But I needed a HDMI lead. So I thought, I know, on the way to pick up uh, valves, I'll go via Asda and pick up a pick up a nifty HDMI lead, so I went there, picked it up, but I was running pretty late, so on the way back to the car, which I parked on the road outside, I decided to run across the road to speed myself up, because I noticed there was this huge queue outside as well, and behold, as I was running across the road, my knee went, (coughs) and I must have, I've definitely uh, pulled a ligament or something in my knee, so I was like, oh god, that really hurts, I hobbled to the car, went and picked him up, and came back again, and, um, Instead of spending sort of Saturday on the couch with my foot up, watching movies or playing the Xbox or reading photography magazines or looking at photographs, I decided to do what I promised to do, that I wanted to do with him, which was take him over to the dockyard, Because Fowls, he's five years old, and what happens is when he tends to come down for for a day or so, we tend to like go out on his scooter, get on the beach, throw through stones, that sort of thing. But I thought let's do something different because I knew that there was a um, it was Armed Forces Weekend, which I must admit I thought it was Navy Day. So every every couple of years they do something called Navy Days uh, over at the dockyard, where you can get go on the warships and uh, they have displays. But it wasn't. It was like a fundraising thing, where they had some stalls and some old military vehicles. And uh, But I didn't know that at the time. And also I knew there was this Mexican tall shipping from the Mexican Navy, like a big sailing ship, which you could get and have a look, and it was all free. So I thought, well, I'll tell you what, you know, let's do it. So I went and parked down in Gosport Car Park, and I sort of hobbled from the car to the pay station to get my uh, ticket, and I was like, I can't do this. my <laughs> My knee hurts too much. But like a fool, instead of just driving home, I decided to carry on. So I spent the next sort of three hours wandering around the dockyard with a very excitable five-year-old who uh, was insisting that we went on the uh, the mexican ship and i was like i don't know if i can do this because you had to go up and down ladders and stuff but i did and all the time my knee was was kind of screaming out at me going what are you doing what are you doing so i kind of eventually got home on sort of saturday afternoon and sat down and thought "Ooh, i think i've probably made this quite a lot worse so sunday basically i didn't do much i just had my foot up and went to work on monday I spent the day at work hobbling around, not too bad. When, when I kind of stand up, it's okay. But so yesterday, I thought, well, that's it, I'm not going to do anything. So I just sat at home with my foot up. And then this morning, because I, I knew I had another day off this week, I thought I'd take today as my day off, an extra one. I'd normally work six days a week and, and see. And it's much better day, but it still feels a little bit tight. So, anyway, so that's why I'm here. So that's why I can do it now. Um, I took some interesting photos of the um, over in the dockyard with the valves but he's turned into a little bit of a pose now, You know, he poses for the shots which kind of spoils the candidates a bit. Um, But to be honest my knee was killing me so I couldn't like crouch down and get interesting angles and stuff. Um, So there we go but I haven't really done much else photography. I've I've taken my camera out a few times and taken the odd snapshot but nothing worth uh, talking about. But what is worth talking about is the fact that there's a new assignment coming up for Amateur Photographer of the Year for July. In fact, it's probably started now. And the uh, theme for this assignment is up close macro photography, which I know is something we all tend to, to quite enjoy doing, you know. Um, and uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, Amateur Photographer of the Year is a competition that's run by Amateur Photography Magazine. Nothing to do with me, but the competition is open to amateur photographers from all over the world. Uh, as long as you're not a professional, you can uh, you can enter. And they've got some nice Sigma prizes. It's free to enter. And if you go over to um, robnyphoto.com, and what's the best? The best way is to just do a Google search for APOY, A-P-O-Y 2015, and then go to round five, which is close up. It gives you, if you want to enter, you can enter there. And then there'll be a link on robnyphoto.com in the show notes for SCL 258. with a link to the Flickr group and what we do in the Flickr group is tend to post a few, few images to something to do with that theme as well and it gets us out taking photographs maybe we wouldn't do or it gets us looking for our back catalogue of look, looking at photos that we can share and maybe stick one in the competition too. So what do they mean sort of close up macro? Well you could take photos of fungi, flowers, insects, flowers and insects together. Inside machines, food, fruit, textiles can be good. Liquids, bubbles are always good. You know, anything really up close. And this is a great assignment because it's the sort of thing you can definitely do around your house or backyard. And if you're in the northern hemisphere, there's loads of flowers around. If you want and insects, if you want to do that. Um, And uh, all you need to do is think about think about colours and textures. Think about the composition. Um, that you might want to go with. Um, sometimes it's good to have uh, juxtapositions, you know, the soft with the hard, um, like an insect on a flower, that sort of stuff. Think about how you're going to light your subjects. You're going to go with natural light. Um, with macro photography, light can sometimes be a problem, so you might need to use a bit of flash. Um, if you're going natural, maybe you need to use a tripod to put your camera for longer exposures. Um one thing I thought about was doing was doing some macro photography with gelled flashes, you know, where you have a a flash that's covered with a blue filter a flash that's covered with a red filter, and you can do all sorts of cool stuff. Um you can spray things with a fine mist of water, especially flowers and plants. They seem to look a lot better if you do, do that with sort of fine mist of water. Um but you've just got to watch out for specular highlights, you know, the really bright highlights that, that blow themselves out when you do that. So anyway, if you're thinking, sitting there thinking, well, how do I do this? How can I, I haven't really got the equipment? Well, remember, if you've got a compact or a bridge camera, most of them have a macro feature in it. In fact, my old Fujifilm S Five Thousand Seven Hundred bridge camera, which I love shooting with, had an amazing super macro mode where it could focus on things right next to the lens. You could get really, really close. The problem with that, though, is you've got to be careful with insects because they tend to fly off, or if they're wasps, they might try and sting you. So watch out for that. If your compact or bridge has got a thread on it, maybe you can get some close-up filters, which are basically spectacles for your lens, which you can screw in and they uh, um, make things a lot bigger. But also remember, you can crop pretty heavily with uh, with the megapixels we have on offer now. So you know you can take an ordinary picture and then zoom in just by cropping it. Um, You could use a magnifying glass if you want and take a photograph through that of a subject. Reading glasses work. um, All sorts of sort of curved glassware. And always remember with these things that sharpness isn't everything. Often when we're working with macro, we are working with small depths of field. And, you know, people talk about focus stacking and all this sort of stuff, which you can do to get everything sharp. But often where the interest really lies is when you you start to mess around with the out-of-focus areas. You know what should really be in focus when you take a picture of that flower? Should it be the stamen? Should it be the flowers? Should it be the speckles, or should it be that? There's a great example on the Apoy website where there's a there's a little spy, a little I think it's an aphid on a rose or something. This little green aphid against a red or pink rose. It looks really amazing. If you've got a DSLR or a mirrorless camera, you may think you need a special lens, um, close-up extension tubes sorry extension tubes or close up filters but again maybe not if you take your long telephoto zoom out if you zoom it out all the way you may well find it's got quite a good macro function um uh, you know so you zoom you, you zoom all the way and you'll find it it will focus quite close you can also try free lensing as well where you take the lens off the camera and angle it Um, This works particularly well if you flip the the lens around, especially if you're using your like a prime or your shorter zoom, like your 18-55 to and that can be a really good macro. We tend to find you have to take lots and lots of photos because lots of them will be very, very soft Um, but but that tends to work as well. And of course you could use the magnifying glass, the reading glasses to to magnify stuff as well. Um, Or if you've already got the kit, obviously all you think about getting it, you could get extension tubes um the, these basically just move your lens further away from the camera body so the so the image that is being produced is bigger a bit like if you were to move a projector a slide projector further away from the from the screen you know the, the image would get bigger and you can get manual ones which are really cheap you just get the ones that match your lens mount like canon ef or nikon or you can get um, automatic ones which will allow you to keep things like autofocus and exposure control on your lens. Or another way is you can go M42, which is the way I tend to do it most of the time, is where you get a 42 type adapter, M42 to, to EF, and um, you can use old extension tubes and old lenses. And the advantage of using older lenses is that all the um, f- uh, a- aperture... And focus is actually on the lens, so if you don't have anything talking to the camera, it doesn't matter. But as I say, you, know, you can also try glasses, spectacles, um, magnifying glasses. Think about, um, you know, like when you've got a really shiny spoon, how the different sides of the spoon affect whatever they're reflecting in different ways. So, so you can have a play with that. And obviously, you can go back through your back catalogue for inspiration. And also, you know, if maybe I think that's probably what I will submit, I'll submit an, submit an old photo to a point like that. So there we go. A Bit of a short podcast this time, but I'm very keen just to, to get one out because I know it's been a month since the last one. And I'll show you, SEL isn't dying, it's just I've got so many other things on at the same time. That, um, but I always try and do it at least once once a month because I really appreciate everybody downloading and listening to me talking and taking part in the flicky group, looking at com, and uh, sending me the emails. I love getting emails of people. You know, If you've got any ideas or even if you just want to say hello, just drop me a line, scalespeeder at gmail.com. Um, it's great hearing from people from all over the world. Anyway, that's enough from me. Um, thanks again for downloading the podcast and hopefully pretty soon. I'll see you on Flickr.